Silence, please. Welcome to MIA, Mixed in America. I am your host, Damian Dorn, a.k.a. Mr. Green Bay. This is the show where you go to hear truth, facts, and experience from black to white, exposing the gray area behind the stereotypes of America. Welcome back to Mixed in America. This is your host, Damian Dorn, aka Mr. Green Bay. And, oh, this is this is another one of those episodes that's going to be a little inside look as to how we got here and where we're going. Um, I'm honored to have the co-creator of MIA Concept with us today, Mr. James Hefe Brantley. What's happening? Man, what it do? Yeah, yeah, you know what time it is. So, uh, pleasure, pleasure having you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to finally be on the uh, Mixing America platform. Um, you know, that a lot of thought and conversation went into creating and you know, we, we had a lot of discussions about life and, um, you know, the, the upbringings of, you know, ourselves and different environments. We've known each other for quite some time. We're well into our 40s, known each other, known each other since our teenage years. So there's been a lot of witnessing and uh, growth and witnessing of growth um, be- between us both. So, you know, what, uh, just off the bat to keep the listeners engaged, uh, mixed in America, um, what 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 does the concept mean to you as a co-creator? Man, so Mixing America uh, is honestly took on a form of itself, but the um, initiation of it is pretty just unique and organic in itself too. Um, just like you said, through conversations we naturally have, discussing things. I think being that it's close to the holidays right now too, um, I think we was actually talking about some stuff with holidays or whatnot. And you happen to bring up something that, yeah, man, I remember when I was little and it was something you experienced through your white side. And I'm like, sat there and just kind of like, it, not, not necessarily dumbfounded, but just kind of like, wait, what'd he say? Because, you know, to me, man, I always look at Damien as, man, like he's a brother. He's, he's, he wanted me, you know what I mean? Like not saying that I don't accept that he mixed or didn't know he was mixed. It's just like, that's was my natural vantage and viewpoint of him. And so when you said that, I'm like, dang. And then remember, you was like, what, bro? And I'm like, man, I said, you really just made me think about something that's really unique. I was like, bro, you didn't have to experience that side of something that I could never even understand. I'm like, because all my experiences come from like a black perspective, mom, black, dad, black, family, black perspective. We have some mixed people in our family and whatnot. But... My stuff come from a, a you know black standpoint. So when you said it, it just blew my mind. I was like, bruh. I was like, so remember, I started asking you more. Cause I'm like, so wait, what about this? And I was like, bruh. Like, it never dawned on me, even though I know you mixed, that you didn't for real had to keep walking through life where sometimes you got to be this way when you're around this family. Sometimes you got to be this way when you're around. And then it it almost kind of seemed like it let a valve loose for you. Like, yeah, bruh. Boom, 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 boom. You know, giving all these examples. I was like, bruh. You don't understand. I know we working on, you know, a lot of the um, things you're doing, going to be doing the the kids and, you know, mm-hmm. public speaking. But I'm like, bro, this is a, a thing of its own. I'm like, because now you got me thinking how many more people is mixed that, you know, had these experiences. Because, again, selfishly, I look at it from a single vantage point of a black man in America, you know what I mean, or black culture right. in America. Never looking at it like, yeah, I look at my brother like he black, but... 
this man had to live a duality for all it's his crazy. life. It's it's crazy. Like um, you know, I'm one of my favorite. One of my favorite sayings is, "You never see the picture when you're the one inside the frame." So, you know, it wasn't until those conversations where you were like, "Damn, what?" You know, I was talking about maybe. Uh, uh, Maybe I was talking about some sauerkraut or something. You was like sauerkraut. I was like, yeah, that's that white boy in me. And, and you know, it was this, those certain just uh, real moments where, you know, you got to see the the real inner workings of my of of my uh, my structure, who I am, and who I was brought up to be based on my multicultural upbringing. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, you know, I, I'm black. Yeah, yeah, I'm black. You know, let let the courts tell it. You know, uh, <laughs> let any let any institution in America tell it. You know, any any melanin in you, you're black, right? So, um, <clears throat> but for all intents and purposes, you know, I, I I was in tune with the white the whiteness that I am and. It was interesting to grow up with um, guys that have, such as yourself that came up from bigger cities, you know, the Green Bay where it was predominantly white at the time. And, you know, y'all ran into me. He's like, oh, he's a brother. And For you real? know what I mean? Like it was it, it was like, yeah. And I, I ran into y'all like, yes, finally. You know what I mean? More brothers, you know. Um, so to go from there to where we are today, um, you know, I'm excited to partner up with the Mix in America vision and um, really, really put some shine some light on some of the topics that, you know, we've talked about already on Mixed in America or the list that we have to uh, run through in the near future. So what are some of the ideas and plans and perspectives that, you know, our listeners can and followers can, you know, anticipate coming from Mixed in America you know, as we co-create and co-collab. You know, a lot of this stuff, I don't quite want to reveal to them yet because, you know, I want them to tune in when it's time to tune in. But, you know, I guess I kind of walk them through this, kind of the, the further expand on um, how we was talking about how this came about. So, like what he was just saying about, uh, you know, people coming up here from Green Bay, from other cities and stuff like myself. And, like, we look at him like, man, okay, it's a brother up here. Okay, boom, and it's, you know, smooth, but... One thing that I seen with him, the more I got to know him right away was, uh, first of all, I, I realized, okay, he mixed. Man, that don't mean nothing. He's still a brother to me, like I said. But the way that he even back then moved in and out of, the, out of, you know, around the brothers, around the white guys. But what was crazy, <laughs> and, and I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way, but how all his little white buddies, man, they fell in line, uniform, like, this is our leader, whatever Damien wants us to do or whatever. <laughs> you know, and I always thought that was kind of kind of funny, but cool at the same time. Like, man, he got him a whole little brigade of uh, mm-hmm. his little white homies that's ready to do whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it's just like a lot of the topics and subjects that we come from really come from uh, organic situations like that. Like, again, anybody who's like me where we not multiracial, our experiences probably as vast as they may be come from that limited vantage point of what we are, you know, as a single, you know, um, race. And I kind of felt, I'm going to be honest, I kind of felt bad in a sense because it's like, and I I think it's probably a lot of people like this. It's not that you purposely try to discredit the fact that you have this balancing act that you plan through life. It's just that the natural perception, like you said, Melanie, oh, here's my brother. What's good, bro? Right. 
um, never understanding like the complexities of life that you having to go through and the decisions you have to like it's flight or fight it's man do I be this way do I act proper here like and to then though it's, it's compounded by some people may accept you some may not like it's situations just being a, a, a lighter shade as they like to say brother where you know people oh you not black you not black teasing me peanut butter jelly I'm like man my parents black so to imagine somebody that was in you know the things you probably was called and here maybe some white folks didn't accept you even though you same as them just partially you know what I mean here's some of the brothers man I ain't messing with dude but it just it brought on this whole life of you know when you had asked in the beginning like what we doing where we going with this or what does it mean to me it it moved from where even where we just got to talking about your multi-race to bro this is something that everybody needs to you know to encounter because we say that let's come together you know all these different things let's um have equality or whatnot um but you know when we look at something as simple as that like again i don't think it's done fairly but where y'all literally throughout y'all life have to pick <laughs> do i want to be a white black person mixed person i be or do i want to be a black mixed person why I just can't co-mingle, you know, through both sides mm -hmm. and, and move, you know, move cool and smooth. Like, y'all constantly being pressurized. Y'all constantly being, like, again, I think about my own self in situations where, you know, I've been been around places or things where I feel, man, it might have been some prejudice-type situations looking at me or racial. So to think even beyond that, you got it from both sides and you got it, man, like even the story you share with me about it's times where you didn't even know if you fit in period with anybody, you know, it's kind of what start forming this. It's a real thing. Um, you know, it was, it was, you know, I, early childhood memories. My mom white from Shawano, Wisconsin, living in Chicago, Illinois. Um, first and foremost was a rarity to have a white woman by herself in the inner cities of Chicago, raising a multicultural child in the city of Chicago. Especially back then. You know, you're talking early 80s, right? So, um, you know, I I got to witness firsthand the difference in cultures. One, I was raised by a Puerto Rican and Polish babysitter while my mom was working on top of that. So Puerto Rican and Polish babysitter, she did not play. So you got that culture inside of, you know, a young version of me because, you know, you say uh, most kids are on autopilot till they're seven. So this is all before seven. And, um, you know, my dad, my dad was a part of my life before seven. And my dad's family was a part of my life before seven. So I remember a lot of things while I was on autopilot, not knowing what it was going to shape, mold or sculpture me into. But I'll tell you, one thing I learned is how to be myself in no matter the situation. Like, no matter the color barriers, boundaries, no matter the culture I was in, like, I can be myself in a, a white American culture, a black American culture, you know, Native American culture. Uh, we'll talk more about that as I got older, you know, I, I, I moved to Wisconsin and there was Native Americans white and Asian really in this area. So um, I tend to gravitate towards the Native Americans. And when I got incarcerated, you know, it was uh, <laughs> it was 
Latin Latin folks in them that loved each other. It was uh, my people who fought with each other all the time, or it was the Native Americans who were a tribe and just nobody could penetrate. So I tend to cling to, you know, the love and peace versus the chaos and hatred. So uh, a lot of Native American culture inside my blood too. So essentially, you know, having the conversations that we've had and, you know, you, you raised multicultural children and I, I've gotten to witness, you know, your success as a father to these kids. And, you know, I was like, man, I was like, you, you teach them just to be black, though. <laughs> like at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah, that's part of like, like what we were saying, you know, when we had that convo, I was like, bro, so it made me even think about my own. I'm like. I never looked at it as being nothing wrong. Like, this is who I am, so this yeah. is what I instill in you. And something you mentioned earlier is that no matter what, how proper they are, how this or that they is, the world, unfortunately and fortunately, gonna immediately label them as, oh, they're black. Absolutely. You know, but, uh, you know, one of the cool, fascinating things too, though, since we've been on this whole uh, Mixing America journey is, you know, you realize how prominent mixed Americans really are in a lot of aspects of whether it's entertainment or, um, you know, business levels or whatnot. And again, most of them are identified as, oh, the black quarterback or the black. Right. And they're mixed, you know, so it it got me again thinking deeper and, you know, even having talk with not just my own kids, but other youth and other uh, mixed people, you know, adult, and they, you know, seeing like this is a common thing to where nobody talks about it really. It's just something that is, but they share these stories of these conflicts and these different um, scenarios that they had to go through with, man, not feeling this where you having to be this way around their black people and having to be this way around their white people. And it go beyond just black and white. That's why I was saying earlier too, you know, the way that this thing is expanded is more or less we're giving a platform on two levels, I feel, where we're talking about these unique stories of people that, you know, a lot of us just look narrowly at this is who you are, even though you, you know, you you weigh more deeper than that. But it's also come become like a calling, um, calling card in a sense for when we look at, you know, talking about mix and multiracial whatnot, and you think about all of the crazy chaos that exists in the nation, in the world, whatever, man, like underneath the skin, we pretty much all the same from the bones to the muscles to the, you know, all these things. So it's kind of evolved into where we creating this bigger thing to where people who not even mix or just black or whatever, they want to be involved with this because they like, man, y'all talking about a lot of unique things, man, y'all addressing stuff or it's just even interesting to them because like I said y- you sharing a lot of your stories like bro so you da 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 over here at your white wow and then man I wouldn't even like just fathom that in my mind it's weird to me like dang that's crazy you almost had to be a chameleon in a sense you know yeah and 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 you know I think in the time that we're in you know you got you know just to name a few Seth Curry you know uh Stephen I'm sorry Stephen Curry um, you got. Uh, he was right saying Seth, though. That's his brother. Oh yeah, Seth. And then what? What's uh uh, Kansas City Chiefs Mahomes? Mahomes. Right. And then the Green Bay Packers has Christian. Uh, what's the young brother's name? The wide receiver that caught three touchdowns last week. Watkins young, Watson. Something. Yeah, something like that. Young mixed brother too. You know. Um, and I know Green Your Bay. Man. I, 
Barack Obama. Barack Obama. <laughs> for, oh, for sure. Right? And, and so. see the further compounding what we saying. What do they call him? The first black Amer- black president, president. right? And I, and I kept telling people, I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" <laughs> like, hold on, like black president or blackish, president, <laughs> you know? And it don't mean that we, you know, black folks don't claim, but it's just like what we saying when you evolve the conversation, like. Even with him, I would be, man, I would love to hear some of the stories of yeah. going through his life of where he had to be this way around this side and this way. And he know they looking at his skin complexion when he walking this meeting, so he got to. Yeah, he knew. You know he what knew. I'm saying? See, grandparents weren't playing with him. So <laughs> the law was laid down immediately as a child for him. So he was he was raised very astute. You know, um, he so he's an astute black man. That's why he's so well-rounded and so well-spoken. You know, and okay, I'm a cheat because you got me going back down memory lane on how we start uh, evolving these things. But you know, I think they gonna look forward to a, a, a conversation we gonna have where, when you look at someone like Colin Kaepernick, right, and how he predominantly mm-hmm. looks at himself as a black man. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I've ever heard him diss his white side, no, nope. but he just predominant, you know. And so again, what I say to you, D, yeah, I said we, we talked need about to, that on the real. I said we need to talk with him. And find out why he was why, so pro black. Colin, if you listening, like straight up, if you listening from one mixed brother to another, <laughs> I just need to know why you went so pro black. Like straight up. Like, On the real. And, and you like know, not that he's may, wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong. Say. People might think we saying that like, oh, he's wrong. No, it's a fascinating scenario no, no, to no. wonder yeah, yeah. when you when you are these two things. Because I'm mixed. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna be honest, I I never felt I was black enough to be so pro-black, right? Like, my hair wasn't as uh, Afro-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, my hair was a little bit more curly. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't get to really have the black jeans. I mean, even today, without being in the sun all day, my melanin is dried up, you know? But um, And I would want to ask him this too, bro. Like, I want to know. I would ask him this as well. So with us knowing whatever happened in your life to make you veer that hard towards pro-black, what do you feel like when some people say exactly what you just said, but, bro, you're not even all black? Right. I would, Man, I would love to have this kind of conversation with him again, not from a, a malicious standpoint. No, no. Like, it's very interesting. That's what we you talk what about, saying? though. We talk exactly. about the gray area mixed in America. Exactly. You know, that's why I love this concept. That's why I'm so on board with developing um, the brand that is MIA because, you know, just like we're talking about Colin went so pro-black, you know, we can talk about others that went anti-black, right? Oh, like that is true. You know, there's, there's, there's black folks that are 100% black that went anti-black route, right? Uncle Tom or whatever they call him, Rufus or whatever. Uh, you know, and then there's there's white folks that are pro so pro black that they almost are disrespectful with how black they are trying to be pro <laughs> you know so um but mix in America you know from my perspective you know where I'm at where I stand I was never able to see color I was never able to base my decisions on color to an extent if I'm being honest um however stereotypically um, statistically, experience-based um, results have led me to understand and know that 
when doing business, you you tend to expect a certain um, type of business from certain type of people. You know, when renting or renting renting of or renting to certain class of people, you tend to expect certain um, tangibles that come with that. You know, um, even music wise, right? Like musically, like you see a you see a white person that can rap, you're like, oh, okay, white boy, right? But you see a white person that can rap, sing, dance, play the guitar, play the flute, play the violin. You know, now it's like, damn, look at that white boy. You know, um, you take a black man that can dribble a ball, right, and dunk and shoot and all of that, right? That's cool, like that. That we expect that, right? But then put them in a math lab or put them in a science lab and watch them watch them work. You're like, dang, look at that brother work, right? Why are those Why are those stereotypes stereotypes? Like, to me, this is what mixed in America is about, right? Breaking through breaking through some of those platforms, having some of those tough conversations, some of those realizations that people may be realizing but not quite emphasizing. Or 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 uh, approaching the conversation, it's taboo. It feels taboo in a lot of aspects to talk about it, and we ain't scared. Like man, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. because you know those kind of conversations can go a long way for a lot of different reasons. You know, honestly, a lot of different reasons. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I don't care what color you are, where you're from, what background you have, what educational standpoint, um, uh, accomplishments you've received, what what. Uh, religion you are what and how you're employed i feel like whatever you you bring to the table in this this type of conversation this topic this table of uh, topics that we have for mia like your contribution matters and what an amazing platform for other people to come and be be their own voice and be their own voice of reason to break in the stereotypes of america in general and Maybe we can maybe mixed in, mixed Americans can start running for politics, can start running for school boards, can start running for all these very, very, very important as what uh, mixed American as opposed to I'm black or yes, as a mixed Absolutely. American, you know, and be and be the reason, be the voice of reason at the board levels and community levels. And- yeah, I mean, because again. You know, as you're saying that, that's, again, kind of some of the premises of what we start thinking about is, like, what would that be like to think of a mixed person with these unique um, experiences and whatnot? What what would they be able to contribute if they are able to just be able to be, man, I'm this spectrum of mm-hmm. uh, this. You know, I'm not just coming at you from what I know from my black part of me or I'm right. not just in this room and, you know, I got to talk a certain way because I know from my white part, but literally saying, man, here's a spectrum of my experiences having to wade through both of these things and what that would do, you know. Mm. So I'm interested to see, like I am, like I'm interested to see a well-rounded you know, mixed counselor committee on on all DEI platforms, right? On school platforms, uh, law and justice platforms, especially child support reform and prison reform platforms. Like it's got to be in America, I feel if we're going to break free from the racist system that we all have been oppressed by even whether we know it or not even we recognize it or not it it, that's a whole other topic Mm -hmm. but in order to break through that 
we have to have something else to stand on, right? And why not mixed Americans come to the aid of America that was built by black folks through the hands and minds and uh, geniuses or, or maliciousness of white folks, however you want to call it, right? It is what it is. We can't change the past. We do know that the past is the past. We don't have to run from it, hide from it, be embarrassed by it, all of that. But we can learn from it and build upon it. And so why not mix in America, mix in, mixed Americans stand up to the challenge and be accounted for? Because you don't hear about mixed issues. You hear about white issues. You hear about black issues. But, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, there is this a such thing as white issues, black issues. But this is what I mean about a, a person who's black and white mixed Imagine the way that y'all can weigh in on something. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, again, going back to some convos we've had and what, you know, made me bring up that whole Colin Kaepernick, I remember going in detail with you like, bro, you the perfect person to really sit down with him because if a black person do it who is whatever with him, they're going to be like, oh, it's just that way because he's black and whatever. Mm -hmm. If a white person do it in a way that they might have come across attacking him, they're going to be like, man, why they doing I'm like, with you understanding him deeper than probably most, it allows for you to be able to have a unique conversation with him, and he can't throw it off as, why the white man attacking me, or, man, why this brother just don't get it? Like, no, man, you got to sit here eye to eye with me, and let's talk about this stuff. Yeah, our our upbringing and experience may might, may not be identical, but brother, you can't tell me we ain't experienced some of the right. same things. Oh yeah, you know? even even from what he's displayed in this movie, I mean, I, I, yeah, some of those situations made my stomach turn because I was like, yeah, I remember that, you know. So I get it, I do. And like I said, I'm not anti Colin at all. I, shout out to shout out to my brother. You know, I, what I mean? appreciate everything he he did, man. Absolutely, like, like the man for real. Despite what anybody want to say, like. Yeah, maybe he didn't have kind of the stature people say with Malcolm X or, or Martin, but like man, to throw away as they Every, like to say nowadays the super bag. Well, listen, man, you got to somewhat salute him, man. You know, I know it's a bunch of other things that could go along with that too, as far as uh, some of the politics working behind the scene of what he did and didn't mm -hmm. do. But overall, I just think again, it would be a fascinating conversation to understand what affected you or what pushed you so hard to say man I'm just claiming pro black period and knowing mm -hmm. you know the pushback on both sides he got with that so let me let me let me audience let me take over his show for a moment because I'm finna <laughs> unveil some things but that's the kind of cool thing I like with him too man he know I like to try to be raw mm -hmm. real and organic as possible so like that's what we about when I first kind of was telling him this concept and he got this funny thing he do like this too where I was like bruh I'm telling you, man, we can make this whole mixed thing. And it wasn't that he wasn't not with it per se, but he kind of was like, I don't, I don't really, I don't know, man. And I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. is you not under, I'm like this and that and that and this. And then probably I say about a month and a half, it was like a light bulb when I was like, fam, that mixed thing you was talking to me about, mm -hmm. I think you own to something. I think you own to something. So walk us through, me and your audience, what took you from where you kind of like, I hear him, I don't know if I'm feeling it, to what happened that made you be like, man, he owned something, and boom, let's roll with this. I mean, I started paying attention to other things other than myself and what was in my immediate world, right? What, would, what affected my immediate world? Because me being mixed is like, like, like breathing, right? Like it's what I do. 
Like I can be in a room full of black people, room full of white people and just be me. I'm not going to be too white, too black in any scenario, but I'm just going to be me. And you're going to know that I'm mixed because I am who I am. I'll use slang and proper pronunciation in the same sentence. But I started looking around and I was like, you know, I, I just started looking at people around me, the kids, the youngsters, right? The 16 to 25 year olds in my area, right? Just like, man, there's just so many mixed kids. Like, then I'm, my son's football team, you know, like a couple of years ago, there were no mixed kids. You know, now, man, there's so many mixed kids playing football in Green Bay, right? Basketball, there's just, you know, going first it was all white kids going through Harry Boyce's gym you know now it's all types of kids mixed kids white kids black kids going through his gym right so I just started witnessing all these things and you know feeling like I've always been the the person of color in all my white situations I've always felt in those situations why am I the only person of color here like, what about me makes me feel like I belong here and other folks don't? You know, like whether it be a business meeting, whether it be a um, a business seminar or, or you know, it's a talk or a, or a lesson or anything, right? Like, I would always find myself in a room full of white people and be the only person of color. Like, damn. So I was like, okay. I was like, so maybe he is on to something. Like, I am. Like, I do be a brother in these white situations, and I do be a white boy in these brother situations. I said, but I do be myself in both situations. So I was like, all right. And uniquely yourself. Right. We Again, I can't imagine what that is. I'm, you know right. what I mean? I'm me, so. Like, I'm not even being phony, no matter, right. Like, and thank you for pointing that out. Like, it's just a, you know, it, it was just a, um, a, um, but uh, educated it was an educated decision you know I, I took some I took some words from you and you know you, you gave me some scenarios and examples and you know we traveled a little bit and you were like pointed some things out to me about who I was to other people and the impact that I had on those around me etc cetera, etc cetera. and I was just like man maybe he is on to something I was like okay I was like let me think man mixed 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 and Mixed in America. I was like, M-I-A, mixed in America. I was like, yeah. And then, and then I just kept thinking on it, thinking on it. Then, we, then I came up with the slogan, you know, peanut butter and jelly, Oreo mm -hmm. cookies, zebra cake. And that's what pushed it over. I like, said, wait, well, what did you say? Right. You was like, what? I said, no, what did you yeah, say? Yeah, I'm telling you. I, I did said, bruh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kept on, like, and my mind was just like, okay, what would be if I was the voice of reason for all my mixed and mixed and mixed Americans, you know, what would, what would, what would we be saying? And that's why I came up with that peanut butter and jelly, Oreo cookies, zebra cupcake, not white enough, not black enough, you know? And, and you know, what's dope about it. So you made it from that mixed perspective, but I could personally speak from a black person and I'm sure some some uh, white scenario or, you know, even Asian or whatnot, we all have experienced these different names that we've been called, mm -hmm. whether a white person being called this or a black person being called that or, like you said, peanut butter, mixed Oreo, whatever, or Asian being called this or Mexican. So I felt it was powerful, bro, like looking at it from, from that aspect, like it evokes your attention, but it also make you relate to it immediately, like whether you mixed or not, because... Everybody didn't experience that self form of fashion. Somebody calling them a name for whatever they race is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I felt like D. You that's it. 
You're like, bro, I'm just, I'm like, no, that's it right hey, there. Hey, you know, and, 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 you know, I, I'm just privileged enough or blessed enough to have worked with you long enough to know like, all right, maybe I like it. Maybe I don't, you know, but we going we going to try it out. And if it works, it works. So, um, you know, here we are, you know, money's been invested. Time's been invested. Um, ideas have been explored. And so hold on. A lot I'm, of research. I'm still going to hijack your show for your audience here. So let's move to the next key element there. So thank you for walking us through how you came to that, you know, kind of resolution of like, yeah, okay, let's run with it. Mm-hmm. What, um, because this was the next thing that, you know, that he started telling me is like, man, I kind of chatted with such and such about, or, you know, I had some clients that I, uh, you know, work with today and kind of shared a little bit and they were like, oh my God. And, you know, like mm-hmm. walk us through that, like how you kind of slowly, cause I felt like, you know, and this ain't no bad that I felt like you like, I trust him. I told him I rock with him. Let me test the waters a little bit, yeah, which is sure. your method too. You know what I mean? Let me test the waters a little bit. So like explain that for me how, cause it seemed like once you start testing those waters, in my opinion, you start getting super excited, like, bro, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. So, like, what was that experience? What were you doing, and how did that end up making you elevate even higher to, like, man, let's rock? Yeah, I think it was just a matter of real conversation being had. You know, um, I'm a server by trade, so oftentimes I would use my customers as my audience, you know, um, talking about, you know, mixed, mixed situations, mixed scenarios, you know, acknowledging that they're a mixed couple or, you know, multicultural family, having those conversations, seeing if I'm on point with what their thoughts might be or perspectives might be. And, you know, it was interesting to hear um, so many people of all backgrounds say, man, we need something like that. We need something like that. I think and, another cool <clears throat> thing you were sharing with me that was happening a lot is people was telling you, oh, I have a mix such and such, or mm-hmm. my uncle's mix or my, and you know, you kind of felt like, dang, like they everywhere, you know, we everywhere. Well, yeah, I think we're at that point in society where there's no pure, you know, like, listen, man, white folks, black folks, like Latino <laughs> folks, like somewhere down the line, somebody crossed the line, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, again, which is, all testament to our mission here at Mixed in America to break that barrier and bold and boundary of color, you know, like it's, it's time. Yeah. So, um, hearing so many people enjoy the, 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 the conversation, like when I told people like the topics were, um, cornbread and potato salad, you know, um, white mom, black dad, black mom, white dad, not white enough, not black enough, right? Like when I when I mentioned some of these topics, um, people were like, "Yeah, those are great topics for like I'm interested to hear what somebody has to say on those topics." So I literally want to do like take one of these topics and just make like a series of you know podcasts with different people because. I'm interested to see some other perspectives. Yeah, I had great perspectives on not white enough, not black enough. Sure, the Monroe did a great job. Um, cultural awareness, cultural bias, cultural ignorance with Mohammed Bay was a great conversation. Um, dropped a lot of nuggets, but I want to get some. I want to get a white person's perspective on cultural awareness, cultural ignorance, and cultural bias. You leaking some of what we got coming, man? 
See, I mean, this is this is why this is why I'm the right side of the brain and you're the left side of the brain. And sometimes we have uh, synopsises that you know are they're in line and patterns. So, but now very well, what you're saying is is like a, how how a lot of the topics and how the evolution of the show um, coming about. You know, so like you had kind of asked me where we going, what we doing with it. Um, you know, obviously you're doing this audio uh, version of it right now, which has been uh, received well. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I, I like that you went out and jumped and did it because I feel like it just only, it backed you, it, it backed your belief up stronger to know like, man, there is some great content and great conversations to be had with, you know, this this natural topic. That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's yes. the thing that I think is so cool. It's a natural topic for you. We're not asking you to go out the way or do something or be something like it's a natural topic. But, you know, through that came um, the conversations and the topics, um, again, of natural things because, you know, as we start digging in, thinking like, man, so, bro, when you went to Thanksgiving, what it was like at your white people, mm. what it was like at your black people, mm. you know, thinking about that, then talking about, you know, Christmas. as far as how, how uh, you Birthday. know, a black man approaches one versus what maybe a white guy version, of, you know, all mm-hmm. these different things. And like you said, it's nothing that is um, mean-hearted or anything. Yeah, I feel like white guys leave with their wallet. <laughs> I can't like, speak I'll, on I'll, it. Like, I'm just being honest. I feel like white guys leave with their wallet. Like, look what I got. Man, you, you know, know I, I, mean? I, I like, didn't some that... Look at my car. Look at my house. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what white guys do. Like, I don't I, know, bro. I, I didn't... Anyway. I'm going to put it top. this way. We're going to see it coming soon on the episode. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. though, you know, like a lot of these cool conversations, man, and topics, and so... I think what your audience can look forward to is the migration of not you stopping doing this, but, you know, to the next evolution of what this looks like. The original concept we were thinking of when, um, you know, first was discussing this with you, like, D, I'm telling you, it's a show we got, it's a podcast we got. And I think they'll enjoy it, you know, because it's cool to hear your voice and you do your radio voice and voice and all that, you know what I mean? But I think being able to uh, interact with, you know, body language and seeing, you know, uh, you know, the various different people you have on as guests or whatnot, I think it's just going to take it to another level. And like you said, it's not a program where we just going to have only black folks. So we just only looking for, uh, you know, mixed folks. No, it's going to be white folks, Asian folks, native folks, black folks, mixed folks. Aliens, if we can get an alien to come on, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's going to be a mixture. Elon. It's going to be Elon, some great conversation. You, Real. Hey, you know, um, you know, talking about the radio voice, like, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, be able to, you know, um, put on the voice. And but when the cameras are rolling, to be able to see the natural fluidness of how I interact with people of all color and cultures. Um, I think that's what's going to be so dynamic for our viewers when we get to that point. Um, I'm, I'm excited to have you on board. I'm excited to have, you know, your thought process going behind, you know, kind of the vision and direction of MIA. You know, there's a lot of um, brand building that's going to be going on over the next 18 months. And, you know, this is like episode 11, I think, of the audio, if I'm not mistaken. So this will be episode 11. Or no, I think this might be episode 12, this this particular episode airing. So this 12 months of, uh, you know, jumping on a, pod, a podcast, you know, starting off in college, um, then really, you know, jumping into it outside of college. You know, I graduated in May, so still continuing the podcast outside of college. 
you know, actually going, buying some mics and, you know, a podcaster and, you know, all these other things to, you know, kind of put myself in a position where I can't say no to myself, right? Like <laughs> set yourself up for success or set yourself up for failure, but either way, set yourself up, you know? Um, so I, I'm, I, again, I'm excited. You know, I, I look forward, I look forward to bringing the message, the good word of God and uh, peace and prosperity to all, all kinds of, all colors, all creeds, all cultures and uh, personalities. You know, this is this is definitely going to be a uh, a journey. You know, I think about Joe Rogan and Howard Stern, and you know some of the, some of the greats. You know, uh, you know even even my guy Drink Champs. You know, like some of the great entertainers, podcasters out there of of yesterday and today. You know, I feel like we can tackle good conversation, hard conversation, fun conversation, light conversation, heavy conversation under the Mixed in America umbrella. So definitely looking forward to more. Uh, James, appreciate you. It's been a long time coming. Uh, man, what else What else you got before we bounce out? Man, I just, uh, you know, again, I'm proud of you for believing in. I know sometimes when I be coming up with these ideas or concepts, I don't always know how to necessarily put them into words immediately, but you know, I appreciate the trust that we build up in one another. And you, in my case, where you're like, I don't quite know what you're talking about, but I'm gonna believe you. And then just to see your belief growing to the point where you want to start doing this audio version to knowing the other things we're building and uh, just seeing it all come to fruition, man, it's gonna be a magnificent thing. And so, you know, I salute you. And, uh, you know, man, I just I, I appreciate all the people who be tuning in from episode to episode with you and just know that some more great things coming that I think they really going to be able to get behind and enjoy. My name is Damian Doran, a.k.a. Mr. Green Bay. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes to come. This is Mixed in America. Life is not so black and white, and there is too much gray area not to talk about it. Thank you for listening. Look forward to having you back next time as we discuss truth, facts, and experience exposing the gray areas and stereotypes behind America herself. Mm-hmm.